You're listening to Other Day Podcast, episode 40. Wilson Oriema shares thoughts on regenerative futures. I'm Jodie Muta Hamilton, the founder of Other Day, and I'm delighted to welcome you to our first podcast under our new name and brand, Other Day. If you're familiar with us, you'll know we've been Black Neon Digital now for almost four years. And during that time, I've been honoured to talk to many incredible people whose ideas and businesses challenge the way things have previously been done. Over the past four years, we've also grown into a flourishing sustainability and communications consultancy, where we help founders and businesses to build brands with integrity. I'm thrilled to welcome Wilson Oriema as our first podcast guest for Other Day. If you're not already familiar with Wilson, he is an artist, writer and entrepreneur whose endeavours are primarily concerned with human consumption and its effect on human behaviour and the planet. In this podcast, we talk about a social change initiative he co-founded called Regenerative Futures. We explore human ingenuity, ideas around responsibility and vulnerability, and discuss what markers of success could look like. So how's how's things been then? Tell me, tell me. So you're just saying, you know, that kind of 2020 has been the worst and the best. Describe what that means. Yeah. So I, it's almost like um, it's like you think of a pendulum swinging back and forth. It's like uh, the more you control the motion, or, or like if like the further it goes in one direction the further will go in the other direction so it's just kind of and often we're kind of given images in like growing up that oh life is like a like a film or something and it's like a straightforward path to whatever you want to achieve and and that's never really the case because you have to come across adversity or difficult times and and of course sometimes it can uh bring intense uh struggle but it's it's more about the process of um, how you bounce back from it and how you react in the moment. So uh, I would say that I've experienced some very low lows, but I am all the better for it, and I'm just using that as a as a springboard to to do better. And and it's the understanding that that's probably um, it's probably going to even get more intense as because because life the journey of life for me is is more about taking on. Uh, trying to take on more responsibility uh, the the further I go on and with taking on more responsibility it requires more vulnerability it requires more um, uh, taking more concern for your fellow uh, inhabitant of this planet and so on and so forth on a, on a personal level or on a more uh, uh, informal kind of level sorry for lack of a better word but um yeah I feel I feel very good about everything I'm very uh just allowing myself not to be consumed by say emotions or 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 mental states so that's where I'm at at the moment Mm. something that I've been thinking about like I don't know 2020 I feel like the word everyone was sort of saying then was like resilience 
And I kind of have a bit of a problem with that word in the sense that it it seems that resilient doesn't necessarily mean flow or bend or softness. Yeah. Like resilience is about like rigid and snap and snap back. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. That's my own interpretation of it. Um, I completely agree. Yeah. And I sort of feel like maybe is what we need is the more, like you said, vulnerability then that, that softness and kind of, yeah, just like adapt and flow a bit more and be and not be as sort of harsh on ourselves um, and pressure to breaking point, you know? Um, yeah, because I've just been thinking about that and what resilience means. Does it mean stability or, you know, all these kind of concepts? But I think, you know, like you said, actually taking on responsibility when you're in a position, you know, you've created a stable base for yourself whether that's mental or like financial or you know whatever your base needs to be you then quite naturally seek to to do more and like build more on top of that um whether that's like helping others or creatively or like pushing yourself and it's like this continual pushing isn't it like pushing towards something um do you do you sort of feel like that push do you know where that end point of the push is or you're just kind of exploring and finding and maybe as you won't ever know where the end is it's just yeah state, I, you know <laughs> no absolutely I would say I, I don't know where the end is because I'm yeah I just feel like I'm a small character in this like wider great play or narrative that is going on in this universe so I can't say there's a end point for me all I can do is with what I have to hand right now and what I can see I just try and do what I think is uh right for lack of a better word um so I can't say there's a I mean there's there's certain markers or checkpoints that I I think I can use as uh marks of success or or value and not not in a monetary term it's more about how maybe how much you can influence or 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 how you can uh help people so like say i if i was to say there was one it's it's an over ambitious goal but i would i i would say one of the main markers i would like to have at some point in my life is that there's not a single per like there's not a single person who can't say that I uh, who can't say that I haven't improved their life in some way. So, so, and that can come in a multitude of ways because maybe I've got different projects that I want to work on and try. So, and and of course, not every action will benefit everyone, and and some may go in others' directions. But I I want, if anything, I just want to add more value wherever I am yeah have have that positive impact even depending doesn't matter on scale does it like even you know when you pass someone in the street and if you smile at them and they smile back that feeling even particularly now is so powerful like you know it might be a small action but it really does make a difference in people's lives as well yeah um, absolutely sorry just yeah. before you jump mm-hmm. off that it's like everyone has a moment where they've been on a night out and they've just bumped into someone randomly and became like the best of friends even for just like 20 minutes or an hour you've just kind of built up a great camaraderie and you might never see them again but those it's like those types of experiences 
definitely um something i've been thinking about that as well and actually because i've got young kids and they do that so well like they're in the playground and they're you know they're like oh that's so and so like whatever and then they're like chatting and then they're off and you're like oh what happened there you you just go in now and and you know from an adult point of view you're like oh so you're gonna see them are you gonna are you gonna like hang out with them like what's next and they're like no 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 I'm just like doing my thing in the moment and just enjoying that you know small piece at that time and I think we can really learn from that as adults like just like be there and do that and kind of live in the moment or live in the now you know and kind of just really cherish those even those tiny like but they're big you know tiny interactions um Tell me, tell me more about your regenerative futures, because that's kind of what I want to really dig into today. Yeah, sure. So um, regenerative futures is, uh, well, there's a few ways I can say it. I can say it. It's a lot, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, above all, it's a bet on the future, and it's a bet on, on uh, human uh, ingenuity. Well, well, initially it kind of started out. So I joined it before it became regenerative futures and where it is now. It was the idea was just finding ways to like um, because we think that most of issues in a lot or at least a lot of issues in society today are rooted in a generational gap and and the lack of understanding between uh, whether. Uh, Gen X's, Gen Y's or Gen Z's or, or, or whatever um, distinction a particular social group would come under. So we were trying to find ways to to kind of bridge this gap. So the idea was to do a conference initially and alongside this this report on, on regeneration and the conference and the idea for the conference was to just kind of put like a, a bunch of um, uh, speakers Oh no! Sorry, not a bunch of speakers. Like a bunch of uh, young people who are working on innovative projects in sustainability and uh, leaders of industry. So maybe editor of magazine A or or CEO of company B or and so on and so forth. So the idea was like, okay, we put them all in this room, no phones, and it's like everyone comes out with either an, an art score or some type of actionable uh, result. So of course that was set for May 2020, and then that didn't happen. So, oh, and because of the pandemic. So before, from around March last year, we, we oh, no maybe around February, we started scrambling, not scrambling, but deciding how can we make this like an ongoing thing, or or make it exist so that it's not simply tied to uh, a physical place or thing. So then we then turn the conference idea into the regenerative list. So the regenerative list is a global list for 100 innov- young innovators who are working on sustainable projects in any industry or, or form. So this was a global call out and we decided that's going to be our first point of action um, to, to try and find these people and highlight them. And typically, but typically with these types of lists, it's more, uh, it's actually, you you think of these lists and it's usually the organization putting on the list that gets more value out of it. So um, I don't want to name any like uh, any of these organizations that do that, but uh, you can think, oh, they've done a list of these people this year and they've collabed with Brand Y, who's, who's their sponsor, and they've put all of these people's names up and, and that's it. 
there's no ongoing thing there's no type of form of support there's no introductions there's no nothing it's just hey we need your name and your photo and we're going to put you on a, on a on a board and say this these are cool people now but it's more and it's typically that they focus on like uh people who already have some like uh pop high popularity and then that and in turn that just means that the the host of the list gets like some some type of return because they're just bringing more attention to the to the host as opposed to the people on the list so the idea with this was that okay so we're going to find these 100 people get them to to submit applications most of which was done through like instagram so uh, anyone listening can check the uh, hashtag the regenerative list and you'll see some of the applications so um we the yeah so we we got all of these like hunt hunt these people and ask them to apply rather than like because you know sometimes the people who put themselves forward for things like you say are already in that track of like um trajectory and and kind of like sometimes the people who are doing exciting stuff wouldn't even apply to something you know what I mean uh it's, it's a bit of both so it's maybe so like my co-founder runs a, a gen z, z research lab um based in in uh, new york and they have like a wide network of, of young people that they kind of work with and in in different contexts so it's either reaching out through them it's me using say whether it's press contacts or relationships i have with schools and universities to to say hey we're doing this project if anyone wants to apply let us know and just kind of put, putting out the feelers anywhere so it's so it's a mix of of a few different approaches but so the idea was that we uh, will have them on the list and then we give them all either access to mentoring, uh, funding and or media exposure. And so we finalized the list and it's launching uh, maybe March, I would say. But of course, everything going on has delayed it a bit and there's been some other delays, but uh, we were now working to get a few well, we've already got a few people who have promised like to to mentor and support so so some of the people on the list will will have some interactions with ecoage or some of them are already uh, are already in contact with all birds who are who are having ongoing conversations with them some of them are i've it may be an individual who's like a great designer or or this person who's put on this uh who's got a long-standing magazine and then just putting connecting uh the relevant people to to each one and then in other cases where it's like maybe it's not that they need mentoring and, and but they need some other form of support whether monetary or otherwise it's about connecting so it's like oh you would be great to meet this organization or or to meet this person and that person so that's that's been the regenerative list um with regards to re report we don't want to uh how can i say uh, we don't want to do a traditional report, which is like a few hundred pages and just like uh, untold amounts of text. So we wanted to um, really make people feel what regeneration could be, look and feel like. So then uh, this transformed through like, of course, we've done like dozens of focus group sessions over over summer last year, speaking to like many uh young people from all ages and backgrounds and just just uh getting their uh, outlook on on what uh regenerative future could look like and and springboarding off of that um we turn this into uh it's essentially i would call it 
you could think of it as a thought experiment. So it's, it's this settlement called RGF1. And, and the idea is that um, what would it look like if, uh, what would the world look like in 2060? So in, in one particular context, we created this reality where uh, these two individuals, fictional individuals, have moved to Antarctica and, and who've created a settlement of, of, a, of a small number of people. And it's looking at like what, their, what the housing would look like for these people. So we've collaborated with some, uh, some amazing, um, this amazing design studio based out of, uh, of Ghana. They're actually also on, on the regenerative list who have created like what these home pods will look like. Um, we've collaborated with uh, various designers, other individuals or, and organizations to like, we recently done a series of fake ads to kind of like, uh, we have got this thing called the feelings chair, which would be a collaboration, a fake collaboration with Ikea or um, what a regenerative Happy Meal looks like or, or what a regenerative uh, bottle of vodka looks like and how, how that's produced. So we've been kind of employ, uh, employing ideas like that. Um, alongside that, there's also different aspects in terms of just uh, sharing what we've got the uh, settler of the week where we're just highlighting people that are doing interesting stuff and, and, uh, and platforming them and just, uh, yeah, just bringing more attention to what they're doing. So alongside that, it's, it's still very in the early stages, but we've got a series of, of different projects and things related to the settlement. So it'll be like the town halls or the, um, or just like artist talk series or, or other collaborations, whether um, like we have a recent post, which had just highlighted that, uh, what, uh, sorry, the words escaping me, but um, basically what, uh, how we could, it's the word for keeping bugs, is essentially. But sorry, I, I've forgotten. No, that, no, but. it's cool. Um, I think something that you picked up on there was um, we talked last time about like reclaiming space and kind of like if we're thinking about you know town hall and where people are and like do you think in like bringing you know the regenerative future world into like today. Um, is that something that's possible? Can we use like learnings from that and kind of, you know, take over spaces? Because at the minute we've got like dead high streets, like empty places, you know, could we make those better? Like, you know, is there room for that, do you think? Absolutely. I think, well, I, yeah, I always want to say that I, it's, there shouldn't only be one uh version of regenerative futures there should be like a dozen uh or many, many dozen companies doing similar things or, or projects or, or for experiments this is only one outlook in terms of what a potential future could look like it doesn't mean that the world will look like this in the future it doesn't even mean one city or town will look like this but we want to just kind of put like say listening in on on some of the focus group sessions for me, I, I realized I was quite, I'm sometimes too rooted in reality where it's almost like everything has to have, or it was when I was kind of suggesting ideas or thinking of things, it was like everything has to come from something that already exists. And sometimes it's like, no, you can just throw in a whole new uh, 
idea and it's just almost how do you reverse engineer or bring it to 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 where we are today and how can we lead in that direction so yes absolutely i think there's many ways this can uh manifest in in our current reality like we're doing a lot of stuff with food at the moment and and we've got some surprises coming up i i can't say because it's hasn't (laughs) been confirmed but um yeah uh we're, we're exploring in a lot of different arenas do you think, um, you know, something, because obviously, like, for example, me, I've worked in the industry a long time and everything's got to be tangible. Like, it's got to be makeable, doable, you know, mm-hmm. strategy, whatever. And it's like, you know, personally, in my own mind, I do allow space for dreaming quite a lot. But, you know, do you feel we've, like, lost um, the capacity or lost the the comfort of dreaming? Not comfort, I'm not really saying it well, but, like the space to dream perhaps is what I'm saying. Uh, yes, in most, in most contexts, I, I would say we definitely lost the space to dream because ah, there's so many reasons we could put this down to. <laughs> um, whether it's uh, as we've kind of moved into the information age, we've become more metric based. So it's like, if it's not, like you said, tangible, then it's like how, what value does it hold or, or, or it's not traceable. And it's like, we, we know that, and we inherently know that life isn't uh, built off of that or the beautiful moments don't come from that, whether it's like uh, the, uh, the most amazing uh, comeback in a, in, a, in a sports game or, or like seeing great feats of, of uh, of I don't know engineering or human uh, activity it's like these things aren't typically uh, uh, constructed I guess or measurable or like yeah yeah exactly or seen even no exactly it, and in the ways that we we have this uh, silly assumption that we are everything we are at the uh, end of history almost we almost feel like oh uh there's nothing that will ever improve or or move forward when really we've kind of stagnated for the most part there's a great book called the uh what's it called it's it's called the decadent society i think by by a writer called ross do that and, and the whole idea is springs from this or the the whole book kind of springs from this idea that uh, aside from maybe in telecommunications or um, and the internet, we haven't made much progress in the last fifty years. You can look at I don't you can if you took a screen out of most uh, rooms right now in a house building wherever you you wouldn't be able to make tell much difference between now and the and the nineties or or eighties. It's like there's not much innovation, how energy is produced hasn't innovated or changed much for the most part. How clothes are produced hasn't changed much for the for the most part. Uh, how medicine, well, medicine has kind of taken a, a, a sharp jump because of the whole pandemic and, and, this, and how we need to produce, whether that be vaccines or other things, or, or even just manage spaces that, that require to uh, 
looking after a large number of, of people who are at risk as well. But for the most part, you look across across industries or, or society and, and there's been mass stagnation. So I, I would say um, that is also a contributor. There's, there's so many reason, uh, other reasons that we can name, but yeah, absolutely. I think we, we have become afraid to dream because no one, we, we don't believe that anyone will give us the space to dream. And it's like, you can't care. Like, uh, yeah, you just can't care about, about the, the thoughts of other people, because if, if every, if people really knew everything there was to be, I, life would be, I, I don't know how to say it. it like, life wouldn't be where it is right now. And, and it's always like, I think one thing that I've been re gotten really better at is, is qualifying advice. So a lot of people at various points in my life, and I'm sure it's the same for anyone else, will just casually say things like, oh, I think you should do this, or are you sure you want to do that? Is that, is that a good option for you, or, or this or that? And uh, just sometimes when you're younger and, and you're, you have no or very little understanding of the world, you, it's very easy to be, be consumed by someone's words, and it's like, you can't you how you have to qualify it so it's like how qualified is is the person who's just is the person uh in regards to what they just said right now where are they in their life how and even then sometimes they might be qualified to say but no one can uh put a uh they can't answer your question basically yeah and, and your own question yeah and and they can't <laughs> they can't see where the future lies where we live in such a complex world that is it's almost impossible to make assumptions outside of uh say the more minute things like like sports betting and even then it's like an unforeseen circumstance can come about like an injury or something uh even if you were to throw try and throw a tennis ball it's like who knows what direction it could go and you can make an assumption but for the most part it's there's so much uh, variety and complexity that it's it's very difficult to plot an exact path of where where we're headed based on where we are like did anyone see last year coming yeah <laughs> exactly um what would you say that you use as your like internal compass or north star or what do you use to guide you then as you're listening to like these things or feelings or people saying this that or you know how do you navigate that like is it just in your heart or like you know your intuition or where do you feel it most uh it's a mix of all of those things uh intuition definitely just based on experience and past mistakes uh, like i've made a million mistakes before and and every day I, I make some type of mistake or or mishap or yeah or misstep or mishap how, how would you define mistake then what is a mistake mm. <laughs> sorry I frame that really negatively but it's not <laughs> no, no, it's not no. it's not a bad thing it's more just that oh I could have done this better or oh this didn't work out how I wanted and and when I say mistake I I, I shouldn't say that I know there's people who say uh, a loss is a lesson, so I'll, I'll take a page out of out of their book. In that, uh, it's more that you learn. Well, you can learn from everything, but it's learning 
a new a new way to do things or to approach something the next time you get a chance to do so so i would say every day i kind of take whether it's more whether it's exercise and patience or or eating well or uh how much time i devote to uh whether that may be uh conversations or or learning or or um entertainment or other things so i'd say it's a it's a mix of things it's a bit of intuition it's a bit of um actually sitting and thinking about what what's been said and because who knows sometimes uh the plot lines converge and it's like it's like a perfect piece of advice but uh, more often than not it's really not and and also i just don't think that um like i you can as well i think in sustainability and, and the areas that we and uh whether that be in fashion or beyond and what people are trying to do uh it's it's full of very ambitious people who are trying to do better things for the world and and it's not i i don't really want to take advice from someone who's not taking any risk in their life at all and they've kind of um it's like i was i was thinking the other day about uh you can almost uh when you see someone who's kind of accumulated uh, some some form of wealth or something, and they begin to show off about about their their new uh, newly found uh, wealth, uh, it's almost like you can see that as almost the the perfect point for them to, or, or that's the point for most people where it's like they start to slow down and and they've kind of not given up, but they're not trying to push to a higher ceiling. Like they've found their their comfort level and they've stopped. So like often I, I don't I don't want to listen to people who are um who have just kind of become comfortable with life or, or aren't taking the risks that they 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 speak on others about. Um yeah, sorry for um no, rambling, no, but yeah. No, 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 that makes sense. I think it's um you know, it's this concept like of also sort of dreams and goals and like success and when you know you've met them or not and kind of even if we relay it back to like planetary boundaries and stuff as well, like what are the boundaries? Do we push through them? Do we kind of, yeah, I think there's a lot of discussion around boundary and um, success and stuff happening at the minute anyway as a, as themes and things. Um just just before we wrap up, I wondered, um, someone asked me the other day, uh, do I have like a daily habit and stuff? And um, I've spent ages thinking about this to respond back to them. And um, because basically since lockdown, my life's just like not what it was at all. Um, you know, I've got a three and a five year old and like basically my habit is whatever they need. That is mm. literally it sort of thing. Um so do you have any daily habits that kind of like get you through stuff and or like help you set you up or like I know some people are quite into writing a list at the end of the day so then they don't like stay awake all night or whatever it is like are there any small things that you do that like you yeah daily habits <laughs> um, I I can't say there's any long-standing <laughs> ones a, a friend got me some tarot cards the other day actually so <laughs> I for the last three days I kind of like when I when I get out of bed I just kind of pull take out a card at random and it's like oh today we have 
the high priest the high priestess wow yeah and then <laughs> and then kind of read go in line and read what that means and and it's not and it's of course it's, it's a quite broad um message but it's just something to ponder so i've been doing that for the last three or four days but in terms of daily things no not really i can't say there's um like a one thing it's tough isn't it to answer that like yeah i and it? i and i think because the ways life fluctuates so much it's, it's very difficult to i mean having a, a, a stable thing that keeps you centered can definitely help but um uh in terms of like yeah. a habit that is i i feel quite i i just think well if it's a habit i think it's just kind of work <laughs> no or like like yeah. moving towards my desired destination i think that's one thing that centers me and it's like if i feel i'm i'm working towards that every day then i yeah that makes me breathe easy like i i'm, I'm a type of person where it's like if i feel too relaxed or like I'm not doing enough that that kind of makes me like oh why am, am I wasting my time here or, or is is it like yeah it's like what am I really here for so so I would say it's it's, it's yeah that's one thing that holds me thank you thank you very much for your time today Wilson thank you been a pleasure as always chatting to you yeah um, really enjoyed it I hope you enjoyed listening to the show today. I'd love to hear your thoughts around our discussion, so please do connect with us over on Instagram at otherday underscore world and also reach out to Wilson, whose Instagram account is Wilson underscore Oriema. Please do take the time to rate and review the show on iTunes, because importantly, that helps us to understand what you like and what you don't. If you haven't already yet, please do take a look at our new website, which is over at otherday.co.uk. I look forward to connecting with you soon.